And welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just thinking then, the last few podcasts I've said, good morning. So that's why I thought I'd (laughs) change it around to hello, hello. Perfect. Well, um, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Maybe could be your... um signing off <laughs> oh well actually goodbye 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 because it was blue sunshine before and it's now coming over cloudy and rainy so I hope it doesn't rain in the next half hour because I've got all my washing on the line oh god fingers crossed day eh? it's the worst I know I have such first world problems when <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get the wash the washing's gonna get wet I hate it all that time you spend hanging it out and then I it just rains. I'm like really it just does my head in I know. Well, yesterday, speaking about laundry, which is so off topic, I'm so sorry, but um, I was taking in the laundry and I looked to my right and the worst thing that could have ever happened to me, because I absolutely hate spiders, there's this spider in Japan called the Juro spider. Let me get it up. Yeah, Juro Kumo. And... This is Japanese. It is getting like so swanky danky now. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I, I was wrong actually. It's the Joro, not the Juro. Joro oh, okay. spider. Um, and it's just the most evil looking spider. If you pull up a picture, you spell it J O R O spider. And it just looks like something from the bloody Avengers. Like it could cause you to become Spider-Man. It's got this this incredibly fluorescent yellow body. And then it's got these huge, long black legs with yellow stripes on them. Um, It is just disgusting. And let me see, I don't know if it's poisonous or not, but um, either way, I think all spiders are horrible, even though I know they do good for the planet, but yes, in fact, they are poisonous. Um, well, apparently all, all the spiders are venomous, but the longer answer is you've got nothing to worry about. Joro spiders are entirely harmless because the fangs aren't big enough to puncture human skin. So they are venomous, but they don't harm you. So that's fine. But, you know, I've got a dog and he could eat that and yeah. could die. So I was there shaking. I hate spiders anyway, whether they're poisonous or not. Um, and also they look disgusting. So I had my little um, 
insect killer, RIP, I'm so sorry anyone who does not agree with killing spiders, but I could not have that in my house. So I sprayed it, it died, everything was good, brought, on, brought in the rest of my washing, and I feel a little tingle down the left side of my arm. And I look down, there's nothing there, and I just think, maybe it's just the spider web. Maybe I just got caught in it a little bit, who knows? Then out of the corner of my eye, I spy a little spider leg under the door, crawling mm. away. And I go, oh, no. So I open the door as quick as lightning and there's another Jora spider <laughs> that's come into my house and I scream bloody murder. And I must have really freaked everyone out on the street because they looked at my house and I looked down at them and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I killed that one as well, but everything was fine. But I cannot stand spiders at all uh see spiders don't worry me too much it's snakes I can't handle snakes like yeah yeah they're bad and I have to laugh Austin he's obsessed as we know with garbage trucks but he's also (laughs) obsessed with mowing the lawn and because it's been so wet here you can't really mow the lawn and (laughs) Chase has wrecked the backyard with his soccer ball anyway so it's not that long but there's bits sort of near the pool that are quite long anyway today Austin was out there and he's like dad needs to mow the grass I said why he said because we're gonna get snakes soon oh I'm like buddy it's probably like maybe 10 centimeters long (laughs) there's probably only like a handful I'm like a snake's not gonna hide there and trust me we're not gonna get snakes anywhere near the house like but just I like his thinking about that so you can give him that job to do yeah, exactly. But it's good. He's smart. He's long grass and goes, oh, could be snakes. I'm like, well, that's good. Good to know. Good to know. But anyway, um, what are we talking about today, Holly? So we have got the episode title, Marketing Mythbusters. So mm. I kind of made this up on the spot yesterday because um, the past couple of weeks mm. I've been on my networking grind. And- whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back it up. Hold on. Why have you been doing that the last couple of weeks? <laughs> what, networking grind? Yeah, because you've oh. been on holidays for two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking like the last couple of weeks I've been back. I, it's been like yeah. two and a half weeks, hasn't it, that I've been back? Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah. it takes, like, you still got to do catch up when you come back. So that that's, that's what I'm having a shot at. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, you know, networking doesn't take that long to do. Like I say, it takes... Like I, I try to connect with at least 10 people a day on my LinkedIn anyway, mm-hmm. um, just to keep followers active and things like that. And when I post content, there's people to like the post and things like that. Don't yeah. need any more clients um, in that sense, but just, you know, I like meeting new people. And obviously for the podcast, it's good for that. We've got someone, maybe two people lined up to do yeah. the podcast now. So that's good. So anyway, I've been doing like networking and things like that. And whenever I say oh I do digital marketing they go well what does that mean and I'm like okay maybe I need to maybe I need to think about exactly what digital marketing is because whenever I talk to people they say oh I didn't think it was like that I thought you did this that and the other like I thought you were like just making pretty things and I'm like no no that's not what I do I thought you just made TikToks or Instagram models <laughs> I'm like well that's part of it yes but um no so I just wanted to sit down today and do some myth busters so I found I think it's a 10 
yeah, 10 digital marketing myths. And I wanted to go through them with you today. Sounds like a plan. Not all of them. When, yeah, like way back when it feels like forever, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a good thing. But yeah, like digital marketing, I was like, and even sort of before we started working together, I saw sort of digital marketers on LinkedIn and things like that. And I'm like, Mm. what do they do? Like, do they just create content or do they just like, I just thought digital marketers as in, okay, so they just do stuff online. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) was my sort of thing of it and then I was like I don't need a digital marketer like I would never it wasn't until we sort of started working and just how much you do do see recruitment recruitment's easy what do I do I I work with clients work with candidates find people jobs not hard but digital marketing there is so much to it there really is and when I first started doing digital marketing I thought it was just you know, doing fun things and blah, blah, blah. But it's content creation, it's SEO tools, it's keyword searches, it's figuring out what's trending right now and keeping on those trends. And oh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and yeah. advertising as well, that's a big one, but mm-hmm. there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get started. All right, perfect, let's go. Okay, do you want to read that the first one? Do you have the link? I've got the link. So the number one is, um all you need is digital marketing is that it is that what I'm talking about yeah that's it yeah yeah, I'm 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 on the right track as well um (laughs) always helps so digital marketing is highly important to a brand I agree a hundred percent however it should be viewed as one part of the overall marketing plan it's important to mix some traditional event and digital marketing together as you build your marketing plan yeah are all important um Many consumers are going online for information, reviews and purchases. I would agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I say, when they say all you need is digital marketing, that what they're talking about is like doing um, outreaching and email marketing, things like that. And there's so much more to it. I think I've brushed past this, but like video marketing is also something that you need to do, which we do every week, Kate, don't we? We do yeah. video, video marketing. Um, yeah. And why do we do video marketing? I think, the well, I like to do it because it sort of just adds a bit more of a personal touch mm-hmm. to what we do. And it just keeps it real at the end of the day that I am a real person. Yeah, exactly. People connect more with a person rather than a brand. It's mm. widely researched that, you know, people connect with people. And it's so true. Whenever, you know, I'm thinking of influencers that influence me, it's not the brand's. It's the people that I associate more with. Like my favorite podcast of all time, which I'm going to shout out, is called Zane and Heath Unfiltered. And they're part of Vine days. Do you know what Vine is? No. No. So Vine was the TikTok of like the 2014, 15, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was like very old school. And all they did was make vine itself you only had i think six seconds to make a video so you think oh my god what can i do in six seconds yeah yeah but there's so many just absolute treasures on there just comedy or it's just funny and you know you could swipe through it like tiktok you think is addictive bro oh my god vine you think oh a six second video i can watch like 10 of those you go through you've wasted four hours watching six second videos I'm not kidding it's disgusting but it was so funny um but anyway 
you connect with people and the reason why I like them so much is because they are so like the the title of their podcast is literally unfiltered they say what they say and Mm -hmm. they don't hide behind anything they have a brand which is their coffee brand it's called um I see I can't even think of the brand name because I like the people so (laughs) much because you like them because it's people connecting people exactly Yeah. yeah like of course if I think about it I could always research Zing Heath Coffee that's the connection with the brand you know Mm. Um, and yeah they're just funny and good people you know so and they've got a good head on their shoulders they've got a really good business and they've become famous from being authentic so that's the reason why I like them yeah and it's interesting you say that because I was looking on um, LinkedIn this morning and I saw a post from Ryan Sirhead I can't say his name properly but he was (laughs) Um, he was on Million Dollar Listing, which was a TV show, and I watched. I used to watch that. Anyway, he's was on there, and he's got his own shirts with his name on it. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a presentation, and he said to everyone, "Go out and get your own shirts and jumpers made. Why would you walk around with someone else's brand, giving them free advertising? Mm-hmm. Where you're the brand, it's you. Get it out there, and just that, just obviously, sort of what we're talking there about people connecting with people and yeah promoting your brand like you remember those people not from their coffee brand but from the people yeah exactly so that yeah just sort of touching on that in terms of yeah scream it from the rooftops who you are and what you do yeah maybe we should make t-shirts for you yeah a line <laughs> a line oh that could oh that could be good okay Ooh. Ooh. There you go. Mm-hmm. and it's a tax deduction <laughs> <laughs> there you go um but yeah there's so much to do when it comes to digital marketing so if you're hiring a digital marketer make sure that they either have connections that are you know a digital marketer can't do it all because there's seo i'm not very well versed in seo which is search engine optimization which is very key for like website development. So I've got connections with SEO or I've got um, tools that I use to promote my SEO, for example. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you need more people on the team that are versed in different areas of marketing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah agree, 100%. And yeah, like I'm just looking at this other, the number two around content yeah. marketing isn't that important. <laughs> what, we, what have we just said? <laughs> I know. And that's the thing, like I sort of look look back to before I got into the whole world of digital marketing and and working with you, I was sort of like, yeah, I had a marketing plan and yeah, I'd sort of had sort of my marketing messages and things like that. And I'd tweak them every now and then, but not to the extent that obviously we do. And that content marketing is so important. And Mm -hmm. just this first line that many businesses believe that once their website is up and running, the work is finished. And that's what I'm learning. No, it's not. Um, mm-hmm. In order to make the most out of your digital marketing campaign, your website, you must have relevant up-to-date content and engage your target audience. And I know, Holly, that's something that you um, remind me about all the time. Well, because and it's so important and particularly like I look at your website and you're always coming up with new things and new ideas and freebies and things like, like that's showing that, yeah, you're, you're keeping relevant and up-to-date. Well, I've got to put myself out there and put myself under the um, under the microscope, is that what they call it? Because I have actually been very lacking in updating my own website and creating content for myself, which I've put myself back on it and gone, okay, I need to figure this out because I'm always preaching to my clients, make content, make sure you're staying relevant, make sure you're staying updated with things like that. 
And I do that for other people, but I don't do it for myself because I don't think I have the time. I do have the time. I just need to work on my bloody time management, which I've gotten much better at, thank you. But yeah, you can't just take, you can take a break, of course, but you can't drop the ball on content marketing. Um, Yeah, you've got to stay updated. Like I used to have a good relatively good following on my content and then because I drifted off they drifted off and they've forgotten yeah. to down so I don't need clients right now but if there ever was a time that I needed clients I can't just start from scratch that would be mm-hmm. such a det- detrimental thing for me and you know I know my worth and I wouldn't be starting from scratch necessarily because I've got the reviews I've got you know content I can reuse and things like that but it's just yeah it would be <laughs> a grind still yeah to get that traction back again yeah and that's the hardest bit like once you've got the momentum and the ball rolling if you stop it Mm -hmm. you gotta get it going again and I think one thing about content marketing well there's two points really first point is people think they have to be perfect from it and I was talking to someone yesterday about this actually who needed help with their content and I gave them free advice and then they said oh I've got a group who they are stalling on their content because like me, I don't feel like I'm worthy or perfect enough to make content. And I go, well, I use my very old school camera on my very outdated MacBook. And it's, mm. it's I was gonna say a very bad word, but it's bad, um, bad quality. But all you need really is good sunlight, um, a camera that's decent enough um, people to be able to hear you decent enough it doesn't have to be the best quality hmm. um, and if you've got something valuable to say under three minutes you're good to go you don't need like all this razzle dazzle lights camera blah 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 you don't need the best sound equipment you just need you and a message that stands out and I had another point but I completely forgot what it was oh yeah people think that they have to do everything all at once they have to have marketing uh, sorry email marketing they have to have um newsletters go out they need a youtube channel they need an instagram just start slow start with a video once a week and then build it up from there if you want to yeah exactly I agree and also too this touches on another point that I'm just reading through the article is that there's Mm. no personalization in your message Mm. and Today, more than ever, you need to create those personalised messages in that content. And that's, I think, sort of touching on the video, that that shows that personal side. And I'm, I must admit, when I started first doing videos, I hated it because I'd do like 50 million takes and I'd yeah. sort of look, I'd watch it back and be like, oh, I don't like that, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> well, now I just, one run, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. But that's that's I guess shows that I've grown in confidence doing it but also too it shows the real me yeah we we fumble on words we make mistakes but that's me yeah and I think what's worked for you as well is we've created a system where I write your scripts and then you read those scripts but then you if you want to you can insert your own opinions whenever you want like I've made it at least I hope very free for you to do what you want yeah yeah, and that helps as well because when I was sort of trying to come up with my own content ideas and it was very hit and miss of I'd try and get a video out but I just 
I'd always question the content of do people really want to listen to this? Is this really what people want? But now that, yeah, you're writing my scripts and my content, I can just smash it out. And it's, it's not not that I don't have to think. Like I still read through them and I add bits of, okay, this is what I want to say here or there or, or just sort of personalise them to me and, yeah, it just makes it all a lot lot better, a lot easier too. Yeah. So that's if anyone's struggling with their own video marketing, especially just write down what you want to say and you can read it. Just have like your camera on one side because you can split your screen from camera to your script. Just have it side by side together. And then maybe once your confidence builds a little bit, then you can go on and just write little bits of notes that like key things that you want to say, which is what I do. Um, I don't work very well with scripts because if I mess up on a word or I'm trying to dart between looking at the camera and looking at my script I completely lose the plot and I have to start again and again that's one thing I need to work on as well it doesn't have to be perfect but for me if I just have keywords I remember oh yeah that's what I want to talk about and then I can pop up on one you know yeah absolutely and I think that whole point about storytelling is so important and when keeping it personalized as well Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. exactly um Let's move on to number seven. I think number seven is a key one. I was just looking at that one as well. Um, Great minds. Yeah. So my competition isn't online, so Mm -hmm. I don't need to be. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. (laughs) Don't you want to be ahead of the competition rather than trying to catch up? And I sort of bring this back to when I worked in pharmaceuticals and a lot of people used to just get so fixated on what the competitor was doing and The funny thing is, and I used to see a lot of reps do this, they'd go in and they'd have a conversation with a doctor and they'd talk about the competitor and they'd give the competitor, let's say, probably, I reckon, almost 60% of the airtime during the call, which left them with not much left to talk about their product and why it's better. And I always think that if you're out there talking about the competitor, spending your time worrying about them, Mm. you're not focused on what you need to be doing. Yeah, I mean, you can answer the question that competitive products or services lack, but you don't mention the other competitors. You just go, are you sick and tired of waiting around? Like, for example, other recruitment agencies, we've gone and said in our personal message that you're not going to be passed around from one recruiter to the other because we are personalized and it's just me. So Mm. that's something that you offer that your competitors can't, you know? So do that instead. And and even when I have like a client say to me, oh, have you heard about XYZ recruiting company? And I'll be like, oh, I'll say, oh, no. And they'll sort of give me a little bit about what they do. And then I very quickly bring it back to me and what I do and how I'm different. But, yeah, let let them air it out a little bit. But then, yeah, make sure you bring it back. And I just I always think that if you're concerned about your competitors, Mm you're losing your focus and yeah just because they're not online who cares get online make a massive big presence and then they have to chase you yeah and I know some um tactics that people use to get a better deal is to say well that's not how so-and-so does it so-and-so has this kind of product and this kind of service and my dad is one of these people I bloody hate it for for it but he has gotten good deals in the past but if you are approached by someone like that who was like oh I'll take my business elsewhere say okay don't make a deal for them how many times have we said okay 
yeah, yeah. go do that. And then they come crawling back because they go, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. And, and I've had that with clients that have said to me, oh, but so-and-so, he's right to this and he offers that. Okay, good, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not playing the game of race to the bottom. Um, I know where I'm at. I know the service I deliver. And it's really interesting because they come back and I'll say to them, oh, what happened? And, oh, yeah, your quality's better or your mm-hmm. service is better. And it's like, uh-huh, but, you know, go and test it out and then come back. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that manifestation as well. You're only going to work with clients who you manifest and want to work with. So, you know, manifestation is not just some like magic thing where you go, I really want a client and then they magically appear. No, (laughs) what you do is you have the mentality of I'm going to get a good client. So your message comes across as I'm going to get a good client. And if your message comes across like that, you're going to attract good clients. And even on the call, have the same mentality if they're not going to match the energy that you're looking for, then reject them and find yeah. someone else who is. Make time for another person who's going to be the client that you want, which yeah. is manifestation. It's not magic. Exactly. And how many times have we had that conversation around that manifestation of, yeah, we know we know the worth, we know what we can do, and, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, we've got some great clients that respect us and go, yeah, we want to work with you. And then yeah. we've got ones that we go, uh-uh, it's not going to work. Mm-mm. and the amount of times especially in the beginning you've gone yeah I'll try them out I'll work with them and then they've gone completely the opposite direction and now yeah. whenever they come back you're like guess what they've come back and I'm like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> or how many times do I sort of send you a message or ask you a question and go what are your thoughts when that's really me going what would you do <laughs> Just confirm my opinion. And I'm like, yeah. This is what I think I need to do and this is what I should do. What do you think? And nine times out of ten, you're like, yep, back that 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. So there's yep. one on this list that is kind of confusing me. Negative reviews online are bad for business. Yeah, I did see that one. I didn't read much of that one. That okay. one is. Yeah. So it says any customer concerns on your product or service should definitely be addressed and considered opportunities to improve and educate the consumer and the customer experience with your products. There is a process for handling negative reviews online and it is something that can't be ignored. Sticking your head in the sand and hoping for a negative review goes away is a fool's mistake. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can see that. It's sort of like your um, Mm. objection handling is what we used to call it. Um, Yeah. But then, too, sometimes you've got to think, like, the customer's always right. Isn't that what they say? But sometimes customers, clients, they can really get on the bandwagon and they don't want to, they don't want it to be resolved. They just yeah. want to air. They don't want to, re- they don't want to re- resolve it. Would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah, there's just some people out there who obviously are not um, satisfied with their own lives. So they've got to bring other people down. So yeah, but I've never had that, I don't think. I mean, I ask my clients for honest reviews. And we've had some people in the past who have gone, write my review for me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, because I need it from you. Otherwise, that's really bad. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, I ask my clients for reviews as well. And yeah, and, and even the conversations I have with them. I had a client meeting the other week and it's interesting because we were talking about um, I've already done their recruitment process for them and we were sort of saying that years ago this would have been we'd have a meeting first before you even start working with people but now with digital 
technology and communications like it's so much easier so we're meeting face to face at the end of the process but I even asked okay what was it that you liked working with me what was it that that made you want to continue working with me and what can I do to improve and so I'm actually sitting in front of this person asking them for feedback yeah that's a hundred percent the best kind of feedback and review you could get is when it's face to face because obviously like like we just had we had someone come to us and say can you write the review for me and then I'll just put my name on the end well Mm. you can't fake an interview or a review face to face on zoom or something and it doesn't have to be a long thing it can take five minutes and you just have these kind of open-ended questions like what was your experience with me and would Mm. you recommend me to a friend and again that could look kind of like you're interrogating a person but you can always adjust your questions if you're not comfortable asking that kind of thing and usually when someone wants to give you a review it's for a good thing so yeah doubt out your you know good service you know Mm. yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's the biggest thing is yeah with to always ask for that feedback because I look at it as not so much that yeah I want to put it all over LinkedIn and that this Mm. is the review but if there are any issues so that I can use that to grow and to improve and I think yeah asking for feedback is such an important piece and particularly obviously being sort of entrepreneurs and working in our business we get so fixated on what we do that sometimes it is good to say to, to get some feedback whether it be positive or negative to go okay I need to work on that yeah, actually, I'm going to ask you to uh, update your review on me, actually, while we're here. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not while I'm on the call, but um, yeah. that's. Yeah, sure. Do you want to write it and I'll just put my name at the bottom? <laughs> yeah. No, I do not. That's more work for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's everything. We've kind of run out of time, but I feel good about that. That was pretty... You know, I think it was good and I I like it the whole, yeah, the the myth busters of just how important digital marketing really, really is. And I can hand on heart the improvement and the difference that it's made to my business is unbelievable. Well, thank you. Uh, Yeah. And, And yeah, like obviously, yeah, Holly, I enjoy working with you, but just what you can, what you do and how you do it is phenomenal and again back to that art of communication and just yeah anybody out there that is thinking "Mm, do I really need a digital marketer yeah you do Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's about finding that right person that's going to fit for your business but it can really impact your business hugely and benefit your business so yeah I can't (laughs) what was that one sorry having a recruiter is really good too yeah exactly (laughs) perfect so holly people that want to i guess get in contact with you to talk about digital marketing and how you can help them or i guess tweak and improve their digital marketing content outreach all of the stuff that you do where can they find you so you can find me on linkedin as usual um just search for holly alloway which is h-o-l-l-y-a-l-l-a-w-a-y and from there, go on my website, which is auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com. Again, there are a ton of freebies on there for website optimization, LinkedIn optimization, content creation, and so 
on. And if you need any advice about like email marketing or anything to do with outreaching, do let me know because I also do that as well. Um, and yes, yeah, send me an email if you've got any comments or questions or if you want to be on the podcast, just send it to holly at auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com. And Kate, where can they find you? Yeah, so best place to find me is on LinkedIn, Kate Flippence, F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E, and you can see all my content on there and my videos. Uh, if you want to send me an email, my email is kate at alignrecruiting.com.au. If you want to check out my website, yes, Holly, we are going to do something <laughs> with it. I just, yeah, getting my head around that one. Um, website is complete mind blank alignrecruiting.com.au and yeah please do jump on our instagram facebook love to hear your comments and um yeah get some get some more guests on the show because i think we're having on the show how's my form on the podcast um because <laughs> i know we're starting to get some um, yeah a few people that want to join us which is fantastic nice thank you so much kate Thank you, Holly. Thank you for a great podcasting session. And thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.